Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Sportsnet. I'm Nani the Fan. I'm your host, Wayne Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lose to the Orlando Magic by a score of 113 to 109. Um, uh, <laughs> okay, well, what, do you, what do you really even say? I mean, first off, the Magic played really well. A lot of their players uh, came into this game uh, really roaring to go. Um, a lot of guys made big plays. Um, you know, their forward duo, Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner, combined for 57 points and missed three shots each. So, wow, that's that's phenomenal. Good for them. Um, their their talent looked great. Markel Fultz was knocking down threes. Cole Anthony was a spark off the bench. Uh, they rebounded the ball really well. Um, and... You know, they, they converted most of their free throws, uh, 90% from the field. So, you know, down the stretch, um, the Raptors were making a push and the Magic were able to maintain the lead. Even when the Raptors tied, they didn't they didn't panic. They made more plays than the Raptors. And, um, yeah, all credit to the Magic, honestly. Pretty impressed with a lot of their players. On the Raptors' side, I mean, <laughs> I, I think maybe there was a sentiment thinking that uh, I would come into this um, more angry, um, and 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 honestly, based on the the past um, history of the show, whether that's here at Sportsnet or at Yahoo or you know Raps Republic before that or or wherever, it's just like you know I, I can see that right. Um, this is not going to be one of those. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. This is not going to be like, oh my god, Nick Nurse, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you giving the ball to Fred at the end of the game there? Or or Pascal, why didn't you take that last shot? Or or Fred, why didn't you slip the ball back to Pascal? And why did you take a fadeaway jumper in the mid range over Paolo Mancaro? You're you're five foot minus two. Like n- none of that, honestly, none of that. Um, and the reason f- for that is, is it's it's the other way. It's the uh, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Like I, I really I I I think, um, you know, for this team. You would think that they have something better, but I don't. I don't know if they're if that's something they can access. You know what I mean? Like this is not saying that they can have games where they play really well. They can't have games where they just like handle the magic, right? This is the same roster that the Raptors played in, in Toronto literally earlier this week or or last week, I guess last Saturday, and the Raptors handled them. Um, it wasn't even close in that game, right? And um, yeah, you look at it from the Raptors' perspective. Um, you come in here, you're probably feeling, well, you know, we just beat this team. You know, we're a veteran team. This is a tanking team. They got the worst record in the league. We can just walk in here and, uh, you know, get the job done. Let's get it over with, right? Even, I mean, honestly, like, it's not even just them. Like, even, even <laughs> I think, um, even thinking to the show that we did on Friday, which was awesome, you know, I got to interview Steve Francis and Kat Jamie about, um, the Grizzly Truth, which was which is really fun to watch. Uh, highly recommend watching that rather than watching another Raptors Magic game uh, this weekend. Um, but you know, at the end of that segment, obviously, I you know I was talking to Alex and, and and previewing the game, and you know, even I was like, look, I mean, whatever, we're running out of time. Clearly, the focus wasn't really there. But I think it was like, yeah, just go in Orlando, take care of business, come home, get two wins, right? And um, I don't know. <laughs> I think you have to think of the road record. The Raptors are three and ten now on the road. Like, I 
I don't remember another point in the season when the Raptors were ever three and ten on the road. Like I might have to go back to like the uh like the Ed Davis, Amir Johnson, um Jose Calderon days. Well the Raptors are last three and ten on the road to start the season. I think even in Tampa they were better than three and ten on the road. Um now I, I would say that Tampa was all on the road entirely, but whatever. Like, you know, my, well, you get my point. It's just this is not Raptors basketball. This is not what the culture that they've set out for themselves. This is below the standards. And that's why I keep saying, like, is is that level still within them? Or should we just look at this team like a 500 team and just expect them to win one here and then lose one here and win one here and lose one here and just look at the consistency of the roster and just take it as what it is? I mean, you 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 look at the Raptors starting lineup tonight. Um, Christian Coloco scores zero points. Doesn't get a single rebound. Has one block, one assist, one foul in 13 minutes as a minus 13. The Raptors started him in the starting group once again. Um, and, yeah, just thoroughly outplayed by the Magic. Um, you know, the Raptors started the game poorly. They started the third quarter poorly. That's the only time Christian played. They were outscored in all those moments. Um, so no impact on the game. So you're already short one position because it wasn't like you brought a center off the bench either. They brought Thad Young off the bench. He was ineffective. The Magic were literally walking around him for layups. Thad can't jump around the basket. So one of my issues with starting Thad at center was I think guys can really go at Thad if he's at center. And, uh, yeah, coming off the bench, he wasn't able to stem the tide. Ken Birch came in. I mean, what are you really expecting from Ken Birch, honestly? Seven points, one point. You know, seven, seven minutes, one point. I mean, one rebound. Okay, so you got literally nothing from the center position, like actively, aggressively bad from the center position, right? We, we, we look down the roster. OJ Anobi, he was in for his defense. Did he have good defensive moments? Absolutely, right? You know, got a couple of stops on Bancaro, uh, got to help a couple of steals here or there. I mean, five steals. I mean, it's not just a couple of steals. Five steals. OG is trying to hold down the entire defense by himself, but he's not that kind of player. Right, like the guys who can hold down the defense all by themselves are almost always centers. Where we're talking about Draymond Greens, we're talking about, um, you know, Bam Adebayo to some degree. We're talking about Rudy Gobert's, you know, that that level of player. OG is not going to single handedly hold down your defense for you. And yes, he did limit the shot attempts from Paolo, but he was still able to get free. Um, a lot of those were in transition, not against OG, but still, you know. You needed him on Paolo. And then, of course, you needed him on on, on Franz, too, because, um, you know, <laughs> similar to that uh, Boston Celtics game, you can only have OG guard one of these guys. Um, and, yeah, uh, Franz going off for 34 points, had the uh, go-ahead put back in the lane uh, in the last minute there to put the, the Magic up two after the Raptors had tied the game um, with Fred splitting a pair of free throws. So, you know, uh, I, I think, yeah, defensively, wing defense was was not something the Raptors excelled at tonight. And that's funny because when you think about it, all the Raptors do have is wing defenders, right? Like this, this roster, when you really break it down and you look at the players and you line them all up, there are two point guards on the team. Well, three, I guess three. Jeff is on the team in two-way. Well, you know, so three point guards on the team. One shooting guard on the team in uh, in Gary Trent, uh, and then you have like ten threes slash fours, like like ten. I'm talking about ten of them on the roster, and um, and 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 
the way you would think that the Raptors build a roster is through wing defense, right? Like it's it's about getting wing defenders, switchy, you know, players, you know, put six and nine athletes with seven foot wingspans all over the floor and then go do your thing. <laughs> I mean, okay, all right. So 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 Paolo Bancaro scoring 23 points any of 11 shooting or Franz Wagner having 34 points on 12 15 shooters. Um that that's against the position that you have defensively stacked. Right? Like, like you literally only built your roster with 6-9 wing defenders and you are out here getting roasted by a rookie and a second-year player who are very talented, right? Paolo is probably a leading candidate for Rookie of the Year. Um, you know, Franz was a dark horse for Rookie of the Year last year, right? That went to Scotty, uh, who tonight was six points, three of seven shooting. You didn't even notice him tonight um, at all. And to be honest, I, I don't even want to say anything about Scotty anymore. Um, I, I think <laughs> maybe that's just me, uh, me being too... Um, I don't know, aware of, of criticism or trying to break against some sort of reputation. Um, I am not a Scotty hater. I literally made the campaign to push him for Rookie of the Year last year in a very, very tight race. And I have supported him as I would with any other Raptor. I've been very excited with him last season, points this season as well. Uh, but okay, you know what? Yeah, Scotty didn't have a good game. Um, Fred didn't have a good game. You know, I, I've been. I, I think similarly. I think people have said a lot of just. Yeah, I protect Fred. There's nothing to protect about this performance. Um, defensively, Fred struggled at the start of this game. Uh, getting crossed up by Bull Bull is. It's tough to see. Um, I mean, I understand he's an unorthodox player, but, uh, you know, like, it's hard getting crossed up when the guy's legs are longer than your whole body. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't feel, like, physically possible. Uh, But Fred was lost in, uh, you know, rotations a few times. Uh, Fultz got open threes because of, like, wide open threes. And I'm not saying that, like, you need to run – Markel Fultz off the line, like he's his last name's Curry. Like, no, no. But I'm talking about like let's let's not disrespect the man and not even rotate out to him, not even close out to him. It's the first quarter. There's no excuse for being tired. It's no excuse of like, oh, I don't want to run out there. Maybe they'll attack the you know the close out and 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 then we have to make more rotations. You just you just you just got into the game. Like it's it's been two three minutes. Uh, I expect the rotation to be made. Um. So Fred was poor defensively. Um, then Fred continues to shoot just absolute blanks from three. I mean, to the point where in the first half, in the first quarter, he shot one off the backboard. Um, now, I don't even know if this is in his defense, but maybe within this context, you might look at it as, well, come on. Mobamba was closing on him. To which I say, then, then why are you taking that three? Right. If 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 a seven footer with like a seven foot six wingspan is closing hard on you, why are you still taking that three? And also, how bad is the form right now where the shot is hitting the backboard? Like, it's not like he's trying to bank in a three. Nobody tries to bank in threes. 
This ain't like, oh, you're at the elbow on the post fade and, and you, you, you know, you're, you're, you're fading away or you're trying to play off the angle and you bounce it off the glass. This is just a hard brick. It's an uh, alarming brick. And then, you know, some good defensive plays, right? Um, Fred literally strips the ball away from Mo Wagner uh, trying to attack the, the hoop. Uh, this is when the Raptors were down one. Fred uh, was able to get in there, strip the ball, go the other way. Uh, found a good opportunity to to push the break, drew the foul, got to the free throw line, had a chance to go up one, but split the free throw. So he only, you know, tied the game. But hey, listen, that's a really good defensive play in a big moment. And then at least you you tied it, right? That that's all. That's a positive for me. Uh, but then you 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 see the last play there, and you know, um, <sighs> so the Raptors give up the basket. They only have one timeout left, so. They're trying to go quick, right? They give it to Pascal. He attacks. He gets trapped really hard along the baseline to the point where he almost uh, turns it over. He ends up dumping up to Scotty, who misses a layup. However, good thing there, Nick Nurse calls the timeout, uses his last timeout to bail out his, his star. So, okay, it's like, cool. All right, fine. Whew, good, good break there. We're in the front court. Um, we're down two. But we have like 10, 13 seconds left on the, the shot clock. Lots of time. Let's get it in. Let's drop a good play. And let's see where Nick goes to, right? And perhaps it's not too much of a surprise. You know, they, uh, so, you know, they made it to Scotty. Scotty immediately flips it back to Pascal, the top of the floor. And Pascal's attacking ISO. Um, gets this, uh, you know, Fred comes across. Pascal gives it up to Fred for some reason. And then, you know, Pascal's trying to screen and roll. And there was a slight pocket there where Fred could have slipped the pass through. Um, he chooses not to hold on to the ball. It's a one-on-one against Bancaro. Now it's late clock now, and he he jacks one up. Um, he misses the shot. Uh, the Magic get the rebound. The Raptors foul them. It's game over, right? And and again, I'll get to the other details within the game. But let me just look at it from the big picture thing. Um, number one, if if you're Nick Nurse, why why is Fred involved in that play? No, I'm, like, I'm genuinely curious. Why is Fred involved in that play? Because even if you gave up the switch, right, which essentially that's what the Magic did. They switched late clock, as you would expect, last possession. Even if you give up the switch, is that a good matchup? Has Fred shown that he can attack that matchup effectively? And are you literally willing to bet the whole game on that? Not saying that that was the play, right? The play was for Pascal to attack, make, let him make a read. He gave it up. Ultimately, I wouldn't have minded if Pascal took a shot. He had a chance for a three as well, didn't take that. You know what? There is some responsibility on that front. But one of the very real outcomes to drawing up a play involving Pascal and Fred at the top of the floor is that the ball goes to Fred and the magic switch, right? If that is one of the likely outcomes to that play, why were you comfortable going to that play? It's not like Fred was on fire in this one. It's not like Fred was burning guys, crossing guys up, doing whatever he wanted in this one. Fred was 5 of 14 again, right? He got to the free throw line nine times. Awesome. You know, it wasn't a bad game from Fred, um, but it wasn't like he was going like super. Actually, I don't know. This is a below average game for Fred. Let's be honest. We should have higher standards. This is a below average game for Fred. Um, but... Why is that the play? Like, actually, why is that the play? You're you're down two. So so for example, and, and and 
you know, uh, uh, to phrase it differently, you could have drawn up something different, right? You could have done the exact same play, but with Gary there at the top of four with Pascal instead. Gary, for whatever faults he may have, right? He's not a perfect player. For some players, we focus more on what they don't do well versus what they do do well. I think you got to be practical in that case, right? Gary, for what he does well, he pulls up well from mid-range. He can score off the dribble. He gets enough separation, whether that's the footwork, whether that's the athleticism to rise up, whether that's the, 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 the height at his position, whatever it is, he's clearly rehearsed at it. Why not have Gary in that play instead of Fred? Right? And, and that's just one alternative. You could have drawn a different play. Right? You could have cleared out one side of the floor, let Pascal attack from the, from the elbow area. Again, plenty of time. You could have inbounded it to him. The ball is on that side of the floor. OG can inbound the ball to him. Then OG can cut through, get to the weak side, and prepare to crash the glass, and let Pascal attack one-on-one. I would have even preferred that. Right? You, you essentially had that. But to get to the middle of the floor and to run that little Fred Pascal action, which, I mean, look, historically ha- has given you good results. However, you have to not consider historically. You have to consider what's happening in this moment. In this moment, Fred was not cooking. He was not having it going. So why is he involved in the play? I don't know. Honestly, or, or listen, even if you want to have Fred in the play, that's fine. Guess what? You inbound the ball to Scotty. You give the ball to Pascal, uh, to Fred at the top of the floor. And then you, you know, um, and then you, 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 you allow him to give the ball to Pascal and then screen for Pascal or something like that. Like, I, <sighs> I mean, whatever. That's just the end of the game. Um, it's one play. They didn't make it. It's it's the most important play, uh, but it's it's not you know the whole game, right? The whole game is is, is like a hundred plays offensively, a hundred plays defensively. And when you look at that stretch, that's where the Raptors lost this game. Um, you give up thirty seven points to Orlando Magic in the first quarter, and look, some impressive shot making by the Magic. There's no doubt about that, right? They're coming out in their building. They're feeling good. They just beat. Uh, the Clippers, you know, they're like, yo, this is, this, you don't just come into to, to, to Amway, all right, and, and just take a, a game off the Orlando Magic, please, all right, just please respect the Amway Center. So, um, do they come out strong they, and and they're confident and they're and they're scoring, right? But was there any resistance from the Raptors defense to interrupt that flow of the uh, of the play for Orlando, right? When you look at this game, did you think? Mm, Raptors are really locking in on defense, maybe for stretches, like maybe really, honestly, maybe for stretches, right? But with that, was that there consistently for you? No. And, and what did the Raptors say literally last week, right? We, we, right before the Orlando Magic game was played last week, this was at Scotiabank Arena, um, you know, reporters got wind of the fact that the Raptors held a uh, players meeting, Right. This is after that uh, loss to Brooklyn, who the Raptors are somehow playing Brooklyn again. Have the Raptors played any team other than Orlando and Brooklyn this year? My goodness, man. I'm tired of the schedule, but whatever, okay? So after that Brooklyn game where they gave up 41 points in the first quarter uh, on the heels of giving up 40 in the first quarter uh, against New Orleans, they had a team meeting, right? And it's your veterans. It's Fred. It's Pascal. It's Dad. Get him from the group and being like, hey, we got standards. This is our team, right? This is Toronto Raptors basketball, right? We, we have standards. We, we got to come out and throw the first punch, right? And, and, that, and they did. And they came out and beat the Magic. Cool. One week later, you're facing the Magic again. And that message is dissipated. It just 
forgotten. Poof. Just mm, Toronto Magic, Toronto Raptors basketball. Does ah, who cares? Honestly, it's the Magic. Let's just roll the ball out. Whatever. We can just be, we'll beat them. And then you give up 37 in the first quarter. You're giving up 67 going into halftime. Like, what what I think my question is like what what do what what do the Raptors really mean when they when they speak? Right? What are they about? Do they mean that? Is there like that fire within them? Is, are people buying into their roles? Is that effort a consistent thing or is it something that they just talk about? Where is the action to follow that? Right? It's like, oh yeah, don't worry, we we're we're good now. We we just beat the Magic and then we beat uh, the Lakers without LeBron and AD. We're good. We're good now. Don't worry. All right, we're we're good. And then you come out and you do this, right? And yeah, you you had a really nice performance from Pascal, right? And this is to me when I was watching this game, I was thinking, man, you know how the Raptors can win this game? And the Raptors were trailing for you know the majority of it, but I was like, you know how the Raptors can win this game? They can give the ball to Pascal, and then they can play them the entire second half. The Raptors would have won this game. I I'm, I promise you, the Raptors would have won this game. However, Nick Nurse decides, that's ridiculous. It's the Orlando Magic in December. Let's put Pascal on the bench for four minutes, get him some rest, and then bring him back in to do something. Okay, very reasonable uh, decision. Like, uh, genuinely reasonable. I, I'm not faulting him for that. Uh, I totally understand where he's coming from. But, that, but then that's where you lost. Because when Pascal sat for four minutes, the deficit went from um, single digits to double digits. You know, Orlando is able to bump up the lead and Pascal has to come back in eight minutes left, cut into the lead. I mean, how many comeback pushes did Pascal make Pascal in this game and the Raptors in the game, the Raptors lost Pascal Siakam was a plus 12. You look at the plus minuses of the starters, doesn't even feel like they're the same team, right? Pascal goes plus 12, Christian Cole goes minus 13. That should honestly, it should, I'm surprised it's that low. Um, I, I think it should be even lower. Um, OG plus five, Scotty Barnes minus 24 in 32 minutes and then minus 15 in uh, 37 minutes for Fred VanVleet. What does that tell you? Well, obviously Raptors, you know, stagger their starters. Well, come on. It's obvious. Okay. So the Pascal led lineups worked and then the Scotty and Fred lineups did not work. Come on. You know that. Yeah, I, I do know that. And, and, and having seen the first half, that was like, well, if the Raptors really want this game, ride Pascal throughout, but they didn't. They really didn't, and uh, this is the result you ultimately get. You know, Pascal comes into the game. He's making the comeback push. It's looking awesome. You know, Pascal with an up fake, defense splits. He goes up for the little push shot, makes it. Then Gary misses a jumper. Pascal runs in for a tip-in, makes it off, uh, the, you know, tips it off the glass. Then Pascal pick and pop three, knocks it down. Then Pascal help block at the rim. Fantastic. He comes out of nowhere, stuffs the guy at the basket. Then Pascal... Uh, drives into the lane, draws two defenders, goes splits through them. Uh, there's contact. He misses the first shot. He gets the put back to drop. Fantastic. Bancaro's so upset. He he throws the ball into the crowd. Fred comes to the free throw line, knocks down the technical free throw. It goes from a 12-point disadvantage to now it's you're at one point with like four minutes to go, and it's like, wow, Pascal really did this. He really came back on him. And he did all this other stuff, and he, and he drove in for a dunk, and it, it's looking awesome. Should it take Pascal taking 27 shots to do that for you? Right? Like, it's not like Pascal wants to take 27 shots. I I think maybe there's this perception of Pascal wants to come in here and just, like, 
you know, I'm going to get my numbers. And if I get all NBA, then I'll, then I'll get my super max and all this other stuff. Pascal's just trying to find a way to make this team win. The reason Pascal's taking 27 shots is because OG gave them nothing offensively tonight, right? Nothing. Outside of a couple of block charge calls that went in favor of OG and got him to the free throw line, nothing, right? Christian Coloco actively is a negative offensively. And that's no disrespect to the rookie. I like him. We've interviewed him twice already. Just, he's just not ready, right? He needs more development. He, he honestly, I don't even know if he will get minutes on the Magic. Would you play him over Bull Bull or Mo Bamba? Maybe Mo. Not really, though, right? OG is struggling offensively. Scotty is is invisible offensively. I'm not even saying that the ball flowed to Scotty all the time because it didn't. But he had enough of the ball. He had enough chances. And you get yourself involved, right? We know he's not a catch-and-shoot threat. Although the numbers are better on that front, but you can use your... I mean, again, you can just you can just watch. Like, come early to a game. Raptor game. Come early to a game. Watch Scotty warm up. Okay? just And then and then let me know if, if the catch and shoot is uh, is something that you primarily want to see from him from three, especially. Um, but no free throw attempts. Doesn't touch the ball. Doesn't demand the ball. When Pascal's out, he has the ball. You know, okay. All right. And then Fred... I mean, he's trying offensively. He's taking the shots that I think the Raptors want him to take that he wants to take as well in terms of just the big drops I want to pull up. Um, You know, if, uh, you know, the defense collapses in and the ball swings around, kick out, top of the floor, you know, know, taking those catch-and-shoot threes. And, of course, with Fred, just like last year, oh, yeah, you know, he's going to force the action a couple times. Like three or four times in a game, he'll take a shot that you're like... I see what you're trying to do. Like, it's like one of those, like, you, you probably just call them better on yourself shots. Like, just, oh, the Raptors are making a comeback push. You know, Fred comes in and just takes one of these FU threes, you know. Uh, we've seen it last year. It worked last year. Uh, it's not working right now. Two of nine from three. Okay. Um, and then, what, Chris Boucher missing a lot of opportunities around the basket. And, you know, if anything else, I think that, for Chris was just a lot of missed chances at around the rim, a lot of him screaming, um, and he has a very distinctive scream under the basket, um, and you know falling down and the magic going the other way and Bancaro dunking it, a lot of like big swings that way, where Chris not able to finish shots around the basket, and then Gary comes in and Gary can produce for you offensively, where he served a similar role to Fred, um, obviously less in the playmaking but a lot of the same actions. Uh, plus the fact that you can get Gary working off ball, coming off of curls, um, and, and Gary's able to score for you, right? But where is the balance in the team? And we're just talking about offensively, by the way. We're just talking about offense, right? So Pascal takes 27 shots. The next closest guy is 16 for Gary, 14 for Fred. No one else, I mean, Boucher with 10. No one else even really is a threat to score or even look to score. Um, so, so that's a problem for you. Play initiation is a real, real issue for you because you, when in order to initiate offense, you probably need to generate some advantages. Fred's shooting so poorly and he's so small. He's not going to generate a lot of advantages. Scotty looking so disinterested, you're not going to generate any advantages. You're just going to walk on the court and be like, oh, that's a rookie leader over there. Let's, uh, let's double him or something like that. Or, 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 or let it, things are just going to magically happen. No, not really. Right. You got to play hard every single game. 
you know, you didn't see that um, until the fourth quarter where he got in for some offensive rebounds, which was nice. It was genuinely nice to see. But, I mean, come on, right? Six and six. Um, and that's just offensively, right? It's really just Pascal was creating for you and then to a lesser extent Gary. But we know Gary's not no secondary option. Gary's like a six-man scorer, and he did his role tonight, right? Gary's been good. Gary's been solid in his role. He even finished the game tonight. Raptors went back to the starting lineup because Nick was like, well, I can't put Christian Coloco back in the game, and I guess I could try to finish with Chris, but he's missing all these layups, getting blocked, and I can't finish with Thad Young. He can't move, and Ken Birch, you know, come on, let's be real. It's Ken Birch. Okay, so I guess I got to close the game with Gary. So now we've gone in a full circle. Uh, we had the original starting lineup. We went away from the starting lineup. Uh, we called out the player as we sent him to the starting lineup, and now we are going back and, and, and with our hands up and being like, please, Gary, come back to the starting lineup. Let's finish this game off against the Orlando Magic. We need your scoring. And then guess what? Let end, of the, end of the game, we need a bucket. You're our secondary best scorer tonight with Pascal. I'm not going to involve you in the action. You're going to sit over there in the corner. Like, so, so that's just offense. And, and then defensively, bless OG's heart. Okay, because we have pumped up the tires, and by we, I mean the fan base, I mean the, the team, his teammates, himself even, his, maybe his agency was like, hell, go out there and win Defensive Player of the Year, right? Don't worry about the offense, OG, even though you were scoring pretty well. You know, let's be real. That's, that's, that's not who you really are. You're, you're really a defensive stopper. Buy into that. And to OG's credit, he's like, you know what? I will buy into that. I will go out there for 44 minutes against the best players in the world, and I'm going to try my very best defensively. But, wait, who's going to back me up? Who else in this game had a good defensive game? Honestly, Ken Birch came in and was, was physical defensively. I know you're not looking at any of the stats. You're thinking zero steals, zero blocks. You know, Ken, Ken was solid defensively. He provided a physical presence better than Thad on that front, you know. Um, but Chris... Defensively, it's up and down, right? I think he's really missing Precious. And look, listen, it's a guy off the bench. I get it, man. You know, if you have no weaknesses or you're truly a two-way player, you probably start. So you don't have Precious out there to handle some of the tougher assignments. I get it, okay? I'm going to cut Chris a break, not just because we're doing a live show together. Um, Gary, you know, honestly, a couple pressure moments defensively, but... I don't know, his matchup was Cole Anthony. Cole kind of turned the corner on him. You know, Cole turning the corner on Fred. Fultz turning the corner on Fred. You know, Scotty, okay, he's like, OG's going to lock down one of the wings, all right? He's going he's gonna to try his best against Bancaro. Can you can you do something for, against Franz? No? Okay. All right, Christian, 13 minutes. You know, you're in there to contest every shot. How many shots did he really contest? And even Pascal, like, yeah, he, he, he's given up some points defensively as well. You know, there's a couple of rotations made, and that highlight block was fantastic, but you know what? There's a couple of plays that he's not making, right? And, and when you think about it, think back to the, 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 uh, the call-out. Um, think back to the, the team meeting, right? And it was the vets, right? It was Fred, it was Pascal, it was Thad. Being like, no matter what, we got to start off better. We got to throw the first punch, we got to play defense, Right? And in the first shifts, and I'm tracking these guys, and I'm just looking through my notes. There's no judgment. It's just statement of fact, okay? But those guys who led that meeting, right, and, and, and talking to the young guys and saying, hey, this is what we're about, okay? This is what you're getting from them. Um, 
You have Fred VanVleet getting crossed out by Bobo, who gets into the lane and throws a pass to Fultz, a wide open on the perimeter for three. Um, you have Pascal getting back cut by Mo Wagner off another impressive drive by Bobo, getting past his man on the perimeter, I think Scotty. And uh, dumping it off to Wagner, who, who who cut in behind Pascal, got in front of him, and then you know scored a layup. Right. Um, you got OG, who gets back cut by Franz Wagner on the perimeter. Just just a straight lost your man, caught, caught ball watching. His guy goes behind him for a layup. Right, and then you have Thad not putting his hands up, not contesting shots around the basket. And then you have Franz Wagner hitting the spin move around Pascal Siakam. I- I'm sorry. Where's the credibility if the veterans are going to try to say that to the, to the younger players if they don't do it themselves? And we're not talking about, like, you know, uh, middle of the game, the heat of the game, and, and the Magic make huge plays. I mean, they did. But we're talking about in the first half. We're talking about in the first quarter. We're talking about we just came into this game. We just had a team meeting, Right. What does that tell you? Honestly, it tells you the message is not hitting. Message not landing. Not only because, you know, um, the Raptors haven't responded to that, but because the, the, the vets themselves didn't go out there and actually lead by example. Like, it's all good to come out and say all these things, right? I mean, like, we got a lot of guys on the team with great quotes. Fred gives a great quote. Thad gives a great quote. Pascal's getting better on that front. Even OG's talking this year. Where's the action? Right? Where is where is the action to sort of follow up with those words? And to be honest, as a fan experience, you might say once again, "Hey, Will, this pod was too negative." You know, why are you always negative? I, I like I. Okay, all right. Here's, I, I accept that. Honestly, I accept that as 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 someone who's trying to to work to improve myself, like at every single step. I, I think a lot about what I do for work and sort of the relationship that I'm trying to build with fans, that I'm trying to build with players, to, to, with coaches, with executives, whatever, right? Um, but more importantly, just as a self piece of self-reflection, I'm thinking about, okay, how can I be fair, right? More than anything else, I just want to be fair as a person, right? If I'm there to, to give some takes or to evaluate things or whatever, right, there is a trust from the the audience to say, we'll try to, we're not expecting you to see everything, right? But we expect you to be fair about the team. And on the player side, it's like, well, you can assess our performance, but be fair and balanced towards all of it. So I'm considering all of it. So when people say, well, you know what? It's, uh, you know, you're, you're too nice to Fred or you're too hard on Scotty or this and that. I, listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing all of that trying to reflect on it and I'm trying to be fair. That's genuinely where I'm getting to. If I don't get to that result, it's okay. And if you think, well, I'm just being too negative about the team, you know, I hear that as well. But to me, there's absolutely every right for Raptor fans to be frustrated with this season. You were promised something better than this. You were shown something better than this, which happened last season. Um, you were told that a lot of these players were all that you have seen at times how the players 
can be all of that, but they haven't this year. And you might think, well, this team was 13-13 and last season as well at this time. And I'm here to tell you, yeah, I know. They can turn it around. Last year, the team won on two six-game win streaks. They had moments where they would make, you know, build and, and push and, and, and keep going. And you look at the, the entire standings for the league, everyone is jumbled up. There's like 23 teams within like three games of 500. Okay, the Raptors are just one of those 23. And, you know, that's all fair. Those are all contextual points that, that again, I'm just trying to be fair. Um, but when I'm thinking about what this team can do and the problems that they have, it's pretty obvious to me. And, it, and I think, you know, for people who have listened or people who have read or people who have followed or even just watching the team, like, you know what those problems are because they're the same problems as last year, right? Largely speaking, this is the same roster as last year. When you look at this rotation, they're after throughout their, uh, tonight. The only difference between this lineup and the lineup that you would have seen last year at December, uh, what's today's date? December 9th? Yeah, is, is Christian Coloco in place of uh, Precious Achua? Because it's Pascal, it's OG, it's Scotty, it's Fred, it's that, it's Chris Boucher, it's Ken Birch, it's Gary. Same dude, right? It's, honestly, the, the roster was, uh, was not changed very much. Right when you think about, um, you know, how Bobby and Masai wanted to add to this group after seeing what they did last year—forty-eight wins, you know, exceeds expectations. Scotty's Rookie of the Year, Pascal's All NBA, Fred goes to the All Star Game. I mean, it was great. Okay, so how do we build on this? Here's Otto Porter and, and Christian Coloco. And they're like, okay, yeah, okay, okay, all right. And then we're going to re-sign Thad Young and, and, and Chris Boucher to do well and then rolls off the bench. Okay, yeah, yeah, what else, what else, what else? No, that's it. That, that's it. And guess what? We're adding Rico Hines to the, to, to the coaching staff. Oh, okay, okay, all right. And it's like, and you know what? Raptor's going to be at Rico Hines all summer. So you can watch that all summer and get excited for it. Oh, great, great, great. Okay, so any other roster moves? No. No, we, we have Christian Coloco for, for you, um, a, a, a second-round center who – we probably will need to put in the G League at some point, but no, we actually are going to play him a lot and start him for more than half the games this season. And it's like, okay, wow, um, that, that's optimistic. He must have done really well for himself so far. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, at points. Like, there are definitely times where you see Christian Coloco and you see the 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 ability that he has and, um, you know, what he can grow into. But, you know, th- th- that's more mostly temporary, right? Because when you look at it, we're talking about a player who's averaging four points, four rebounds in your starting lineup, shooting 44%, right? Consistently not able to finish layups. So he's got to work on it, right? It's like, okay, you know, as a young guy, he's going to work on it, right? But don't worry, Precious is going to take a step up, right? No, actually, Precious is going to underperform. And then as soon as Nick calls him out, he's going to get hurt that game. And hopefully he's going to come back and, and pick up on the progress that he made in the offseason or the progress that he made last season. But to be honest, total wild card. It's like, oh, okay, huh. Um, what else do we have? Well, um, well, I mean, come on. We, we had the discussion in the offseason. Maybe we just bench Gary. Maybe the magical solution is we just bench Gary, right? Starting lineup is just not good. It's like, oh, okay, all right, yeah. You know what? Let, let, let's try benching Gary. Okay, we bench Gary. So, so who's our fifth starter? Who, who is the fifth starter? Oh, it's Christian. Oh, four points, four rebounds. Okay. Um, hmm, that's, that's interesting. Well, I guess we can't really start Precious either. And honestly, Precious not playing well enough to, to warrant starting. That's tough. 
Okay, that's tough. Well, you know what that suggests? Maybe, maybe, maybe the, the Raptors have lacked a center. It's like, wow. Yeah, when you think about it, the Raptors really had Marcus Saul and Serge Ibaka, and then they left in the same offseason. And I, honestly, I get they, them walking. Guys were getting old, right? Mark played one more year with the Lakers and then went overseas. And, and I'm sure he's having a great life, right? And I, I wish him all the best. Missed that dude a lot. Serge Ibaka, Raptors, you know, maybe we'll keep magical um, cap room for Giannis. It's like, okay, all right. So we let Serge go. Um, and yeah, okay. So Serge hasn't really had a big, you know, performance since then with Milwaukee or the Clippers. So, you know, that's fine. All right. So, you know, it's the right time to move on. But what, did we replace them at all? Right? It was, it was Aaron Baines and, and Alex Len. Wow. That's, uh, I mean, yes, we need centers, but you know, we, we, we need centers of some quality. It's like, okay, so we move on from those. The next season, we're going to give you Kemp Birch. Oh, all right. Okay, wh- what else you got? Well, nothing. Actually, oh, Christian, we're going to give you Christian. Four points, four rebounds. Okay, all right. So the center position is still unfilled. There is this um, idea. Well, once in a while, they'll be like, hey, Raptors are interested in Miles Turner. They're interested in Jakob Pertl. It's like, okay, hmm. Well, can we get it done? Because, um, you know, they would really help. Not, the, not to say that they would, like, you know, complete this team and make them championship contenders or anything, but, I mean, you're probably going to need a center long-term, right? Like, are you going to play Scotty Barnes at center? Are you going to play Pascal Skiakum at center? You know, no, right? So, okay. All right. That's, uh, that's, that's not great. Well, hey, well, listen, what, what, about, what about the guard position? Well, well, okay, well, we put Gary in the bench, so I'm, I'm sure Gary's not exactly thrilled with that. I'm uh, putting being benched in a contract year... Even for someone who's, you know, you know, again, Christian's young, right? But again, not really producing. It's not like you, if your boss came to you at work and was like, hey, listen, um, uh, you know, as you know, we got to cover 16 hours of the day in our operation. Um, normally, obviously, you like to have a nine to five. You've been performing really well. But guess what? We're going to give you the, the four to midnight shift. Is, is, is that OK with you? It's going to be better for our company. It's like, oh, wow. I mean, that's not great. I mean, I have kids at home and all that stuff. You're, are you sure, boss? And he's like, yeah, 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 don't worry. We're going to replace him with this trainee who, who's not going to do as good as you. And we're going to just ex- hope you accept that, right? What, think about that. If you, if you put yourself in that position in, in whatever company or business, whatever you, we work in, would you be thrilled with that? Probably not. So... um, Okay, all right, we've, we've, uh, we've alienated Gary, but luckily Gary's a pro, right? Even if he's working the Ford and Midnight Shift, this guy's still putting in the work, right? 20 points off the bench tonight, great. Um, okay, all right, so what, what, what else do we have at guard? Well, well, it turns out Fred, who was an all-star for the first half of the season, obviously that's the time we determine all-star, from that point onward, literally post-all-star break, he has been shooting 35%. It's 35% the second half of last season, it's 35% in the playoffs, it's 35% this season. It's like, wow. Um, all right, well, last year, it looks like he was really banged up. Did anything happen in the offseason you know, for, for surgery, maybe? Something to correct him? No, no, just rehab. It's like, oh, word. Okay, all right. Well, uh, did he rehab or did, did it fix things? Maybe, maybe not. You know, he, he's had good games, he has bad games, but overall, it's kind of the same. People are mad at him. He takes shots like he's an all-star, but, you know, hasn't really found the form yet. Okay. Okay, all right, so, um, well, I mean, hey, listen, you could solve this with a third guard, right? Like, what if we got a third guard, right? Hey, let's, didn't we have conversation about this last year? Like, you know, the Raptors might need a third guard, right? Like, you have Fred and, and Gary, and 
sometimes one of those guys get hurt, and so you need a third guard, right? And it's like, well, well, first off, let's look internally. Did any of the guys develop? Did Malachi improve? No? Nick still doesn't trust him at all? Okay, that's fine. Did Delano Banton take a step forward? No, he's still shuttling between the Raptors and 905? Okay, fine. But but surely we, we've, we've signed somebody or we've added somebody, we've traded somebody. Like, come on, we did. And, of course, Masai's like, yeah, don't worry, man, we got you. Jeff Down Jr. Right? We, we saw him do well in Summer League. We saw him do well in the G League. This guy, this guy cooked up, you know, a great season last year with the Lakeland Magic. Here you go. It's like, okay, all right, that's that's nice. I actually, I really like him. You know, like, I actually like him as a prospect. Um, yeah, he's a little older, but he's got good size. You know, hey, he came in for that great defensive shift against Detroit. Hasn't played since. Hmm. All right, well, well, do we have a th- reliable third guard? You know, someone to add some shooting. The Raptors were one of the worst jump shooting teams in the league last year. Um, and, yeah, you can hope Fred rebounds, and you can hope they, that your guards stay perfectly healthy, but maybe you have some of that. No, actually, we, we, we didn't add a third guard. We, we didn't do anything. And so we, so it's like, well, look, honestly, this is all window dressing, right? Because the major thing was, let's get Scotty Barnes to that next level. Hey, when can this team be Scotty Barnes's team? When can Scotty become better than Pascal? When can Scotty become an all-star? When is, you know, when is all this going to happen? Okay, we're realistic. He had a really nice rookie of the year season, but we don't expect all that to happen immediately. But at least a step forward, right? Was a step forward something that you would expected? Well, actually, turns out 26 games into the season, the main thrust right now is just to get Scotty to the point where he's at last year. Because we have heard on three separate occasions at the start of the season, middle of the season, and now very recently before a call out that Nick is just saying, hey, listen, last year was exciting, but can you not treat this like a job? Can you know, can you can you grow with that professionally? This is not me like um, catastrophizing or anything like that. This is, again, just me describing the scenario to you. Again, I, if, if you think it's unfair, please, I'm trying to be a more fair person. So please leave me feedback. I'm pretty publicly available. Hit me on Twitter. Do whatever you need to. Right. Um, but. That's what he has said about him. So it's like, all right, Scotty didn't take a step forward. Fred still is not all-star Fred, right? A substantial level below all-star Fred. You still don't have a center on the roster at all. No offense to the guys they brought in, but at all. Um, you still don't have a third guard so that you can spell some of Fred's minutes or honestly, not even just spell, but replace we're talking about a bigger problem. We got to replace those minutes if he continues to be this bad. Okay? So you saw him a third guard. And then you are looking at, you've changed the starting lineup. You have, um, you know, tried different guys in different roles. You have tried callouts. Like, if you're Nick Nurse, you're trying a zone against the Magic. Like, like you're squatting, you know, you're going home, you're playing that piano, you're playing the guitar, and you're like, I'm trying to unwind. And What else could you really try? I don't blame Nick. I don't blame him for being frustrated. He's expecting people are hard on him. I get it. Honestly, I was hard on him. Why did you drop the last second play? But realistically, um, what are you expecting from him? 
this guy's not gonna go on the court and shoot himself. Like literally, he would like he he's he's we've had scenes like this season where reporters go into the gym. The Raptors are, you know, not one of the great free, uh, shooting teams. And you come into the gym and you see Nick Nurse, who's installed a giant video board, you know, which costs millions and put it on the backboard or whatever. And it's just like, and Nick is in there shooting jumpers. And Nick might have the second best jumper on the team. It's not on Nick. It's on the front office. Pick a direction. Pascal Siakam's doing everything he can. 36 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, 13 of 27 from the field. This man has to take 27 shots for you. This guy got to lead your team in 3-point shooting, too. He's got to lead your team in free throw shooting. He's got to lead your team in rebounding and assists. He got to do everything. And you look at a game like Orlando, and you're like, well, we could have won this game if we just played Pascal four more minutes. If we just, hey, listen, if we just played Pascal the entire second half, we probably would have won this game. But instead, we lost this game. Pascal's doing all this. The only the, the big, 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 big thing from last year is that Pascal's playing at this level. Right? He's different this year. He, he's really leveled up. But a lot of other pieces have gone down. So, again, this is on the front office. It's not on Nick. This is not on Christian Coloco. God bless his heart. I'm sorry for saying that your averages are four points, four rebounds. You know, that's not what this is about, okay? Realistically, you should, this is unfair to you. This is like when the Raptors started Pascal Siakam for 40-plus games when he was a rookie, and he got, you know, his ass kicked every single game. And it was like, what is the point? And eventually he's going to go down to the D-League and, and be a little bit sad by that. And we'll see. Hopefully he rebounds from it. But, you know, it's not, it's not Christian's fault, right? And Fred, I don't know. How, how much is it, of these games does it feel like Fred chasing former glory rather than you know, Fred actually being effective, you know, uh, to warrant some of the shots that he takes. And and with Scotty, who really knows, right? We, we got to invent things. We got to think, well, maybe the, the, the ankle or the knee or the ball didn't get to him or, you know, um, the matchup wasn't right or uh, Nick didn't play him or, you know, didn't drop enough plays. You know, we got to find all these excuses and reach. And Gary, we put him on the bench. It's on the front office, man. You either choose to add and support Pascal, who's doing all this for you, or you make serious decisions about where you are as a franchise. The fans are seeing very clearly what this team is about this year. People are not mad for no reason. People are not being impatient with the roster. People are not overreacting. People knew that there was a level that this team can play at that we saw last season very clearly that we have not seen this season. And we are seeing players going in the wrong direction. We're seeing the same weaknesses between the two years. And I get it. You can't get people magically out of nothing, right? But then, you know, okay, all right. What Can, can we see some steps towards those directions? Um, and yeah, I, I just... For me personally, it's it's a loss against the Magic. Like it happens, right? You know these games happen, right? You're 13 and 13. You're still somewhat in the playoff race. Like, I mean, let's look at the standings here. I'm gonna open it up. Raptors are eighth, tied with the New York Knicks at 13 and 13, and the Chicago uh, or in the Miami Heat. Actually, they're above the Miami Heat. Miami is 12 and 14, and Philadelphia is 12 and 12. But they're about to beat the Lakers in overtime, so they're about to be 13 and 12. Um, but yeah, make some moves, please pick a side, pick a lane. Um, I think people are getting pretty mad 
at what the product is. So, um, you know, for fear of people getting mad at what this product is on the Reaction Podcast, I'm going to hand out the three stars and just go home. So your three stars are going to be Pascal Siakam, number one. Uh, it's going to be Gary Chen Jr., number two. And then number three, I'm going to give it to Ken Birch, man. Solid seven minutes. I really had no complaints whatsoever from Ken Birch. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give Ken Birch the, the, the third star. Uh, you're Gerald Henderson Award winner. You could pick a lot of them. Cole Anthony had a you know really nice game off the bench. Markel Fultz had a really nice game as well. Um, but how can you not pick Franz Wagner? I mean, come on. Orlando Magic fans tried to tell you Wagner was low-key the, the rookie of the year last year. Well, damn, he, he looked good tonight. I don't know if I agree with him about last year, but he looked, I agree with him tonight. Tonight, he was awesome. 34 points for him, so congrats to him. Tough game. Uh, luckily, the Raptors get to play the Magic again, so let's look for some revenge. You know, I have, uh, despite all the issues that I've highlighted here or the, the, uh, the outlook I presented here, the Raptors can do it. They can beat the Magic when they play them next. So hopefully they come out with a better effort. Well, who knows what the quotes are? Who knows if they had another team meeting? Who knows what's going on with each guy and all this other stuff? You know, when you hear about some stuff behind the scenes, uh, vibe isn't great. Let's just leave it there. Vibe isn't great. But listen, they can do it because they have the talent to do it. They have Pascal, who's tremendously talented. And for his sake, I hope uh, the Raptors come out with a better effort. So that does for the podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, listen to the, the interview with, with Steve Francis and Cat Jamie. Honestly, I was re- re- really happy with it, really proud of it. You know, did a lot of research in preparation for that interview, and um, it was kind of refreshing to talk about something other than Raptor basketball. Um, I'm not even saying that in a pessimistic way. I just mean that, like, this is so much of my job, but uh, it, it, I, I love basketball in general, and it's been really fun to sort of dig into Vancouver's history, and not in, like, a morbid way, I guess. Obviously, really fun because they obviously lost the team, but it's been really fun sort of exploring their history and looking at the history of of, of Steve Francis as well in his career. And so I was very happy with that interview. Go check that out. It's on Friday's episode. And um, yeah, I'll be back on Sunday, hopefully for a happier reaction podcast. So thanks everyone for listening. And again, listen, if you think I wasn't fair, please let me know. Like I, honestly, genuinely let me know. Right. Tell me, Hey, Will, honestly, pick yourself up, right? You, you're almost turning 30. You're, you're, it's, it's, it's past the time to do the sad boy react pods. Okay, just or like, hey, you, you weren't fair to this guy or this guy. Let me know. Honestly, let me know, please. I, I genuinely want to get the feedback because I want to get better. But uh, yeah, for now, pod's over. And uh, can't wait for another game against the Magic. 